0: Welcome to the Student Sessions with Tonya Galati, brought to you by Greyhair Media. In this series, Tonya is joined by role models who share their lived experiences in frank and honest conversations. We all need to be inspired, and understanding how those we look up to have been inspired themselves is an important journey of discovery. Come with us for a frank, unedited conversation with amazing people. Today, Tonya is talking to Amy Roberts. Now, Amy is a psychology graduate who developed a disability during her studies and has used this to support other students within higher education with disabilities. She exceeded expectations, not only finishing her degree, but achieving a first. Her career goal is to continue to provide a high level of support and guidance to university students with disabilities by applying what she has learned in her degree and her working life, as well as from her personal experience as a student in order to have a positive impact on students' lives. Over to you, Tonya.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Student Sessions with me, Tonya. Today I'm joined by Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Tonya. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. How are you? very well thank you thanks for joining us on the student sessions today where are you dialing in from um i'm in shropshire in shropshire and for for our listeners tell us a little bit about where shropshire is
2: um so if you think birmingham about sort of an hour south of birmingham uh, an hour north of birmingham actually i think my geography isn't great <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we're
1: kind of near wales near wales okay that's helpful thank you <laughs> Um, So tell us your story, I mean we've heard a little bit about you in the um, introduction But tell us your story and kind of how you got to where you are now Yeah so
2: um, I grew up in Shropshire um, And I've done sort of a few things since leaving school and um, finishing my A-levels I've been a nanny, well I was a nanny for about eight years um, And two of those years were spent as an au pair living in the USA Which was pretty cool so I'm back in Shropshire again now um, and I graduated last summer with a psychology degree. I got a first. Congratulations. Which was, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah and it was all a little bit weird with um, Covid and everything with the virtual graduations but mm-hmm. I think we're all just sort of doing the best we can.
1: And did you always want to do psychology Amy or was it something that you kind of decided later on?
2: Yeah so I think When I was doing my A-levels, I picked psychology because I was kind of just interested in what psychology was really because I knew it was sort of about people and how we think, but I didn't really know sort of much other than that. Um, And once I started to learn more about psychology and how things fit in with like how your brain works and how that affects your behaviour and your thoughts, I found it really interesting. And then I suppose for me, the next step was to go to... University to study it more, but I kind of wanted to I ended up doing a load of other things before before I studied it more at uni so yeah really really interesting though
1: okay and what are your career aspirations so now you've completed your degree what do you hope to do
2: so I want to support students with disabilities I'm looking for roles like that at the minute within universities but obviously the job market as it is right now just trying to keep patient um, and keep focused on that it's not It's not necessarily what I've always wanted to do. Um, I've always known that I want to help people in in some way, whatever I do. And I suppose I've always pictured that as working with children and, and young people. And up till about a few years ago, I was really aiming to become an educational psychologist. And I did a placement year within an educational psychology service. But then sort of since developing my disability, that's That's really motivated me to want to help other students with a disability in a more sort of focused way within a university.
1: Okay, so you mentioned there, Amy, that you developed a disability. So, you know, there's a lot of individuals that are born with disabilities, but you developed yours later on in life. Tell us, tell us about that.
2: Yeah, so it all sort of just started a bit with, I had a little bit of hip pain that I didn't really think anything of. And then my partner and my mom both encouraged me to just sort of go to the doctors and, and just get, it, get scans to get it checked out. And then with lots of referring and to and fro, and eventually I was diagnosed with a rare disease called synovial chondromatosis. I've now learned how to say without stumbling. Well, I
1: was going to repeat that, but I don't think I can. So, okay. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so that and another condition led to arthritis. So, I had two operations, the last one of which was a hip replacement. And all of that was going on um, sort of during my second year and placement year of uni. And then, sort of, since then, I've gone on to develop a chronic pain condition called complex regional pain syndrome. And that's something that I'll always have. So it's things like every so I'm in constant pain um with flare-ups and things like that. And then what I call my my pain brain, sort of my brain fog where I forget what words I want to use or I forget what I was talking about midway through a sentence.
1: Mm.
2: Um and then mobility issues as well. So I've got used to now having to use crutches and And my wheelchair for sort of longer bits of walking so I suppose yeah there's you know quite a lot of things that that come with that but they're sort of the the main things for me really.
1: So essentially your life kind of changed overnight?
2: Yes I suppose yeah I suppose in a way I think it's felt like a very gradual thing for me because I kind of I think to start with I didn't want to accept that it was always going to be like it I was looking for an answer for it to be fixed kind of thing Mm -hmm. um And I think that's a a big thing in society in general that people want to fix things and actually things can't always be fixed and, and they don't always need to be. So I know for me, like I've learned, I've learned so much about myself and about the people that I have in my life because of what I've been through. And I think it's start It started to um, become a lot more real once I accepted it, Mm.
1: but
2: then it's, it's kind of also since accepting it I've been able to get the help that I need um so yeah it's been it's been a journey and I'm still sort of working on accepting different parts of it and I think I think I always will really.
1: How old were you Amy when this happened?
2: Mid-20s I think it was about sort of 25.
1: Okay so There must have been quite an element of frustration there from kind of going to, you know, from having kind of not having to worry about any of this or kind of being in any pain to kind of then having something that you are aware will impact your life forever. What kind of mindset did you have to go through to kind of get to where you are now? Because you sound like, you know, you've accepted this is your situation and kind of you've got the support mechanisms in place. But how did you transition into that space?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question because to start with, um I I was in quite a dark place, um in as much as not not just the not wanting to accept it, but like you say, feeling frustrated and I I was snapping with my partner so much all the time, like for tiny things that didn't even really matter. Um and I kind of was keeping myself to myself a lot more so that other people couldn't see what was going on and I didn't really want to talk about it um and there were things at the start that you know people had mean well and just sort of making conversation I remember um on quite a few occasions I got so frustrated when people would be like oh you're on crutches what have you done um and you know it's just small talk they didn't mean anything by it looking back on it now I know it was just you know it's just small talk Mm. but at the time that was so frustrating because I I hadn't done anything, it's like it's not that I'd had an injury that led to this happening. It's sort of it happened to me really. Mm. Um so there was quite a long period of being frustrated. So it's kind of like the um grief stages as I would tell people about it sometimes, because I was in denial to start with and then and then feeling frustrated with it all. And then I think it kind of started to sink in a little bit more, and that's when I was I became more upset about it really um, and I've always been an independent person so it kind of felt like I was losing a lot of that independence and then I kind of toed and froed a little bit between thinking right well I'm not going let to let it stop me doing anything I'm not going to let it win um, and kind of pushing myself through which sometimes made things worse but often kind of helped me realize what my limitations were and I think from there, I've kind of just progressed to, well, this is, this is what I'm dealing with and rather than stewing on it, let's kind of do what I can despite it. Um, I, th- I think that's sort of where, where I'm at now.
1: So some of our listeners, Amy, will be able to relate to what you're saying, and they may have developed disabilities later on in life. But equally, they may have gone through life-changing experiences in other contexts where life is very different to how it was for them previously. And obviously with that, that brings that element of being scared. For some, it's because they can't control things. So what advice would you give to some of our listeners who may be going through life-changing experiences and might be feeling scared?
2: So I think I'd start by um, saying to those people that it's okay to be scared. It's completely normal. And, you know, the, the focus on mental health at the moment is sort of really kind of pushing that idea that it's okay to not be okay. And actually that, it, that is so true. And at the, time, at the time, it doesn't feel like it. And at the time, whether it's something that is really big and really scary that's happening to you, or actually, if when you look back, it might not be. At the time, it can feel like the worst thing ever, and that that is so normal on on whatever scale it is. Whether it's because of a disability, or even if it's you know if you've come out of an exam and you think it's all gone terribly, then you know just be okay with not being okay, and kind of let yourself have that that time to just be you and kind of sit with yourself and your feelings and i think i've learned a lot more through my experience of kind of reflecting on how i feel about things and why i feel that way and sort of thinking a little bit more about um i guess this is where the psychology kind of comes in a bit that you know how my thoughts and feelings can affect my behavior and certainly for me then that that impacts on my pain um So, yeah, if you can kind of notice when your thoughts are happening, you kind of get in the way of it a little bit. And, you know, you challenge those more negative thoughts. Um, And I think the other piece of advice that I'd give is to talk to people, whether it's people, you know, people you don't or, you know, family, friends that you talk to a lot or maybe friends that you don't really talk to very often. or You know, they might not know what's going on with you. Um I I'd just say don't keep it bottled in um when you've got things going on because if people don't if people don't know what you're going through then they can't help you. Um and you might feel that you don't need that help. And again, that's okay too. Um but you know, I found it so so comforting to just have people to talk to. So, you know, if I'm having a, a really bad day of not being okay with how my pain is making me feel I know I've got a friend that is going through something similar who I don't even have to explain and she just she just gets it and then there's other people that you know don't really know too much about it and it's nice to kind of have someone from a more objective viewpoint I suppose to just sort of lay it off to really.
1: I mean it sounds like you're you're really determined Amy and you talk really positively about you know how you've used your experience and considering you developed your disability during your studies the fact you still managed to or the the fact that you were still able to graduate with a first degree that is an amazing achievement how do you feel that your experiences have shaped who you are today
2: um firstly thank you (laughs) and I think definitely so what I want to do with my life now in terms of my career and things that's massively been shaped um by developing my disability and Mm. I think because I because I started with feeling so not even sorry for myself but kind of just that the fed up and frustrated all that that feeling the sort of bad feeling towards my disability and actually how kind of rubbish it was for a long time I want something good to come from that now so like I said I want to work supporting students with a disability and that wasn't something that I'd really thought too much about before so it's definitely shaped what I want to do with my career and even in sort of like my personal life I just see things differently now and think about things differently so you know whereas before if I saw someone parked in a disabled space I wouldn't I wouldn't think anything of it whereas now if I see someone parked in a disabled space and they don't have a blue badge rather than thinking oh well someone else needs that space actually, that doesn't make me feel any better. So I try to kind of assume the better better option is that Mm. maybe they've just forgot to put the badge in the window or things like that. So I think it's made me be less judgmental and less making assumptions about other people, I think.
1: And this series of the student sessions is focused on role models. So who are some of the individuals that you have looked up to over the years, Amy, that have been your role models?
2: definitely my mom and how strong she's been with things that she's gone through um in her life and then I think more recently not really anyone in particular as such but I find myself sort of drawn more now towards people who who've gone through you know really difficult times in their life and actually seen how they've got through those things and also people that just want to help other people mm. so in the first lockdown Captain Tom I think everyone will say that you know how amazing what captain tom did was and um yeah the fact that he was he pushed himself physically to help well it was helping the nhs wasn't it and Mm. and how that impacted on everyone i think it gave everyone that feel-good factor and i kind of want to do that on not not quite to his level but you know i i want to be able to do that too really
1: and how do you feel being put under the umbrella of a role model for others?
2: I'm not really sure. I kind of, I don't think I necessarily see it like that. It, ha- it has been said, but um, I think I just want to be there for others to have a person to kind of go through, go through it with. So rather than, you know, I don't tend to think of myself as a role model, but more just someone that can, you know, be, be there for support, really.
1: Well, we see you as a role model, Amy, which is why we invited you to be on the student sessions. Um, you know, you've overcome some great challenges and, you know, to, to use your experiences to support others who are going through similar similar things is, you know, really inspirational. And I'm sure our listeners have really got some inspiration from the narrative that you've shared today.
2: Thanks, Tanya.
1: So we're coming to the end of our time together, Amy. But before we wrap up, if you could go back to, let's say, when Amy was 14, what one bit of advice would you give to yourself knowing what you know now? For definite, I think
2: making the most of the opportunities that come my way because at 14, I had no idea that things were going to be taken away from me and you know, things on my bucket list, unfortunately, now I, I'm not going to be able to ever do. So while you can do things, definitely make the most of them. And I think reflecting back as well, asking for help earlier. So you know, if I go back to myself sort of like 10 10 years ago you know I was very independent wouldn't ask for help and then sort of from the start of about five years ago I kind of had to start asking for that and in the early days I didn't want to so yeah definitely asking for help earlier because there's nothing wrong with it and actually it kind of helps you you to be the best you
1: really well thank you so much for joining us on the student sessions today Amy and for sharing your story with our listeners you are a true role model Thanks, Tonya, and thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, and for any of our listeners that would like to hear more or read more about Amy's story, Amy features as one of our authors in our recently released book, You Are a Limited Edition, which is available to buy from Amazon and from good bookshops worldwide. To our listeners, thanks for joining us and do join us again on the student sessions.
0: Thanks for listening to the Student Sessions brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Never miss an episode by subscribing and if you like what you've heard today, why not leave a review and please tell your friends. We'll see you at the next session.